0: everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan.
1: I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. Sanoy. Yeah, and Sanoy is
0: here. Yeah, every time. I never know whether or not to pause or not, and every time I'm wrong. But also, I believe that, to steal Courtney's joke here, Evan and Catherine should get married every weekend.
1: Yeah, I think they should.
2: Um, I probably would agree if I could have made it, but since he delayed it longer... Then Dr. Dre's chronic album follow-up, um, I was not able to attend because yeah, I had they, a baby.
0: If they did it every weekend, eventually you would be able to. And the reason why we'd want them to do it every weekend is because Tech won this week. Even though they were favored in the game, we were surprised to see Tech come away as victors as this, of this one. At least how good that offense looked.
2: And uh, just just real quick, so Evan doesn't get on me later. It wasn't the follow-up to the chronic. It was the follow-up to 2001, and it was detox. So Important Evan distinction, could, yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't hold that over me.
0: So after a very nice win against UTEP, let's go ahead and move forward to North Texas, uh, where the Bulldogs are 13 and seven all time against the Mean Green. I make sure to say because Sonoy here is is on. So anything we can rub in while we still can is is nice to do a four game winning streak, including the games in 2020 and 2021. Uh, Sonoy, you have any feelings about any of those four games?
3: Yeah, you know, LaTeX always gives us a good screwing in one way or the other, um, unless it's basketball season. But
0: oh, we got uh, you there too in, yeah. the,
3: uh, in the semis. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, LaTeX is having North Texas fans uh, like myself a lot of heartache and pain. Um, but I really do. I, I hope, you know, I, I know they signed some deal where we're going to play each other two years out of whenever we are we're in different conferences yeah. but i i hope we play each other more because i think it's a good matchup
1: man it's really yeah. weird to hear somebody say that we cause them heartache and pain because usually it's the other way around i mean i've heard it a lot in my personal life
2: but uh i uh as far as the unt la tech thing goes i didn't know we were 13 and 7 over then
0: yeah they actually started the series back in 1976 and starting in shreveport they built a four-game winning streak. 1976, 77, 78, and 79. And then we won wow. four games in a row. And then it's been a little more back and forth with us taking more. And then now we have another four game win streak. I
2: wonder why they played in Shreveport. Isn't it was stupid.
0: Yeah, they actually played all so, four games in Shreveport. Is
1: that an the Independence Stadium. In
0: the 70s. Yeah.
2: Gross. Well, But not yeah. the Independence Bowl. No. Correct. Independence no. Stadium opened in 76. So it was the first game that LaTeX probably ever played there.
0: And I wish it was the last uh indeed (laughs) that's not quite true it was fun to lose to texas a&m but
1: anyway it was was even more fun to beat miami true i remember that
0: these are not the teams we're talking about right now we're just talking about (laughs) the 2022 version of north texas uh, the three wins this year for the Mean Green came over number 113 UTEP, FCS, Texas Southern, and number 97 FAU. That's using the SP Plus rating system. The three losses in their 3-3 three three record come from number 48 SMU, number 61 Memphis, and a 31-point loss to number 100 UNLV. Tanoa, so you really oh have
3: to tell God. me what happened there. So we went to Vegas, we gambled, and we lost big. Um, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of... I, you know, it was a horrible game. Um, it was close in the first half, but then you know U and L V just pulled away, and our quarterback—I know he had at least one pick six. I'm pretty sure he has kind of been on, on a streak of those. But um, yeah, it was, it was terrible, and a lot of us, myself included, were kind of all right. Well, this season's over, and you know, you know its its over. This, that, and the other. But, but here we are, uh, you in, know,
2: in in spite of losing colossally to a program more well-known for their geographic location and their prowess, Tech is still, what, a seven-point underdog? (laughs) I think it's six and a
0: half right now.
2: My God.
0: Yeah, I I do want to mention before we jump off of this that UNLV had two rushers of over 100 yards. Um, Oh, no. Aiden Robbins and Doug Brumfield. I'm not sure why I'm saying their names because we don't play UNLV this year. The first, though, 29 carries for 227 yards and three touchdowns. The other only with 12 carries for
2: 100. That is really bad.
0: Tech has been streaky when it comes to running the ball, but if you're able to give that up to a team like UNLV, maybe Tech has a chance on the ground.
3: How is your, how is uh, McNeil's running ability? Not
2: good. It doesn't exist. Better chance of my three-and-a-half-week-old daughter outrunning him. Yeah,
3: well, <laughs> mobile QBs have really been an issue for North Texas up to this point. but Not, you know. not going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I say that,
2: McNeil's going to go donkey and run for 300 yards.
1: (laughs) We just need Matt to trash talk all the quarterbacks, and then they start doing better. It's like spite.
2: It's an easy one. I'll Google their parents' phone numbers. (laughs) Let me me do the rest. Mm. The rush game for Tech is not bad. Uh, So that makes me happy that UNT is so bad at defending it.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting with Tech in the run, because if you look at like what they average World. over yes. the course of the season, they're not good numbers. But we had a had great money. rushing weekend this pack weekend and against SFA mm-hmm. as well.
2: It was just, it didn't exist. I think we had, what, negative six rushing yards against Mizzou? Something like that, yeah.
1: It was a negative which, number.
2: Which th- all three of us had the displeasure of watching in person.
1: Yeah, and Josh and Evan, too. So it was a whole get-together just for disappointment.
0: Yeah, if you yeah. take out that SFA game, Tech right now is averaging 1.9 yards per carry. <laughs>
1: 130th oh, no. out of
0: 131 teams.
2: Yeah, that's really bad.
0: But uh, He's
1: the 131st didn't...
0: team. 131st is Texas State.
1: Oh, good.
2: Of
0: course it is. Tech... 1.6 yards per carry.
1: Texas has <laughs> too many colleges. So does Louisiana. Louisiana has
0: a lot. All of them should fold except for Tech.
2: I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, it's decided.
2: Or they'll all go to the AAC and Tech will still be in CUSA. No, we Big Ten. Big Ten what? <laughs> Big Ten chicken nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> As far, uh, But try to steer the ship back here. Uh, Nathan, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll cover for you here. Yeah, let's talk about the North Texas offense. Um, I want to kind of go over some stats, and then we can uh, – and then Sonoma, you can – Tell me why I'm wrong and why the numbers are lying to me. But the offense really looks like it's the strong point of this team, Uh, scoring 29.4 points per game in non-FCS competition. That's 52nd best. Um, They're also quite good at gaining yards, number 24 in FBS competition. Really, I think it comes down to just how often they run the ball. Uh, I'm seeing over 40 rushes per game, top among CUSA competition and number 20 nationally. Uh, when that happens, that means your running game probably isn't the best because if it was the best, you would just rattle off an 80-yard run every time you handed the ball off, but you're consistently running the ball. Um, passing seems to be all right. The completion numbers could be better, uh, but you're able to gain some yardage through the air uh, when you are able to complete the passes. Uh, it looks like sacks are not an issue, but interceptions are. Uh, Tech knows this very well, having a quarterback that throws a lot of picks, uh, but on 4.3% of, is it, is it Austin Oni? Is that yes. how you pronounce his last yes. name? Um, yeah, so 4.3% of his passes have turned up to be picks, which is 112th best. So close to the bottom there at throwing interceptions. I mean, this seems like a pretty good offense, especially when it comes to Conference USA offenses, uh, but it also doesn't look unbeatable either.
3: Well, you know, I mean, it's, I would say it's been kind of a tale of, I don't know, I guess two different fourths of the seasons just because at times they look like they're 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 the weak point. And then you know how they played against FAU, they looked I would say probably top three, four offenses in the conference. Um, they looked just you know, pretty solid, you know, Austin Ani had seventy percent completion and three touchdowns with one pick, um, and had a collective rushing for about two hundred and forty yards, I think. And, and and you know, so there's definitely some, it just depends though. I mean, if, the, if they're going to build off of the FAU game, then yeah. Then your statement, I would say is true. Like they're an offense as far as this conference goes that, you know, you need to be concerned about, but if they go back to some other things that we've seen in the past, then no. I mean, then they could somehow shell out 17 to 21 points and it just look horrible, but um, but we'll see, you know, we've had some receivers coming back from injury and um, that's helping. And uh, so hopefully they're trending up. But again, we will see
0: and what worked against FAU that hasn't earlier in the year.
3: Well, you know, I, so I was at that game and I mean, I, I'll give North Texas credit. They capitalized on the opportunity, but FAU dropped a touchdown early and they dropped another one again and then this guy, I, we did throw a pick six, but there could have been another pick six if so the guy just dropped the pick. It was the cornerback. No one would have came close to catching him. He just dropped it. So that game could have been a lot different um, how they just capitalized on those three plays or some of those three plays because those were all earlier in the game. But and when North Texas you know, was was graced, I guess, they, they took advantage of it. And, and honestly, I mean, they what worked for them is they just ran, they got creative with the run game. It, you know they they leaned on that, and then when Austin on, he did pull up to pass, you know, aside from the one pick six that did go back, and the other one that almost got was a pick six, he was really effective. And you know found um, Jair Shorter for three touchdowns, and he's a guy who's kind of getting back from injury. He's been injured most of his career in North Texas, and yeah. So I mean, it's basically lean into the run, and whenever Austin needs to pull back and pass, I mean, if he can do what he did against FAU, I mean, he's he's effective there's a lot of weapons for him to throw to but again as good as that sounds on paper it has not always been the case this season far from it in a in a lot of those games
2: uh it sounds like UNT just i, I think the words you used are kind of on again off again real good real bad
1: sounds familiar uh, really yeah it really yes. does
2: yes it does can't wait for the shootout to be 3 to 0 final <laughs> score um
1: so say this game we thought the UTEP game was going to be a shit show shootout. This may actually be the real shootout.
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned
0: the pick six and the almost pick six and the FAU game, and I mentioned the the turnover stat or the the interceptions thrown stat. Does that kind of track for what you've seen so far this year? Is it not just a one-off thing against FAU that it, it kind of feel like the ball's in danger sometimes when it's in Oni's hands? Or is it just, it happens to be they throw the ball a bunch and some of them end up getting intercepted?
3: You know, no, they don't throw the ball. <sighs> I mean, well, they don't really have an identity, I guess, offensively. Because some games, they'll run the ball like crazy. And then other times, Oni will pass for like 50 passes. But most of the time, they do lean on the run game. And then he just pulls up and kind of passes here and there for maybe, maybe 25 attempts or so. Um, and he's pretty safe most of the time. But when he takes a chance, man, he really takes a chance. And and a lot of times, those chances Back to bite him so I wouldn't say every throw is like you're hinging like oh this could be an interception but it's just like some of them once they're once they're out of the hand they're like oh crap you know like there's definitely you know, one of those a game at least
1: yeah
0: yeah and I'm really kind of finding more similarities than differences between North Texas's offense and Tex uh some WTF passes from your starting quarterback a ground game that can that could really <laughs> really power the team except when it can't
2: it's just such a really funny thing to say yeah i mean i accurate
0: hopefully uh mcneil continues to prove me wrong
2: well and not to backtrack matt's famous last words etched on his tombstone <laughs> but uh against usa not the country the school in mobile alabama thank there you was for some clarifying USA.
0: yeah alabama's
2: just, in usa i wanted to be clear um <laughs> Parker had throws where I said, by God, I could get out there and do this. My eight, 40, 50-pound overweight, five foot eight self could go out there and do this. Uh, but he really improved big time. I think the bye week was essential to that. He looked really good against UTEP. He made a lot of really good throws. I hope that continues against UNT. Uh, I don't want us to go out there and take a big step backwards, which – Have we talked about UNT's defense?
0: No, because
2: that's the next thing to talk about. Well, then I'm seeking perfectly.
0: So I mentioned that the offense in non-SCS games is scoring 29.4 points per game. They are allowing 38.2, 118th in the country when it comes to that. So this defense does not look like, at least on the paper, the strong point of the team. Let's see, allowing 5.1 yards per rush. Not great. That's bottom 10, bottom 15, somewhere in there. The pass defense seems to be a little bit better, allowing a completion percentage of just under 60%, uh, which is 49th best in the country. Uh, but the yards per pass number is is middle of the pack. The interceptions taken is lower third, not really getting after the quarterback and causing sacks either. Uh, there's, just, there's not much in this defense that makes me think, ooh, we have to be careful about anything that we want to do. They don't look like they are the worst defense Tech has faced this year or probably will face, but they also just plain don't look good on paper. I don't know if, Sonoa, you you, you may be offended by that.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, they definitely, you know, even the stats are the stats. And um, yeah, they're, they're, I should say, a pretty fair comparison up to this point um, as far as, you know, telling how the defense is, has been doing this season. You know, I I know I mentioned it earlier, and not obviously it's a small percentage in the grand scheme of the defensive woes, but, man, whenever we'd play a mobile QB, it was just like, you could see it from, it would be like third and 11, then like within maybe two seconds of the ball being snapped, you know, you're like, oh crap, if you're watching it live, you're like, the quarterback's about to plant and go and get 14 yards, and they would. I mean, they would be... That, that happened so many times, which then obviously would just continue a drive on and rack up these stats that you just shelled off. But the FAU game, I mean, that was their – I mean, the FAU game was the best game of the season by far for North Texas offensive and defensively. And, you know, I just – they play like they've been prior to that. And it might turn into which team makes the least amount of mistakes or, you know, which teams makes uh, the mistakes first um, wins the game because – yeah, I mean, if they don't bring the same type of game they played against FAU, then your receivers, the Harris boys, Harris Bros. Um, I would like it if Allen came back, please. Yeah, that then, <laughs> then, then it'll be a long night, and uh, for us as North Texas fans, and um, even if your QB can't run, but the fact that he can't helps. If he could run, that that would be really, really concerning. No. Not- I will say
1: one thing that I noticed when I was looking over like the stats from the uh, FAU game was that it looked like uh, North Texas defense got some pretty good third down conversion stops like they really did a good job at stopping the ball and then the offense on the other side of it there were a couple of fourth down and shorts that they were able to like make happen so um, it seemed like the Florida Atlantic game really kind of like rev UTEP kind of revved up in that game and like they did some good things, um, which can be really dangerous for us if they keep that up and, like, keep building that.
0: Yeah, and the interesting thing is that the North Texas defense on the year has not been that great at stopping third downs, 95th mm-hmm. best in the country, and then converting third and fourth downs, also 95th or 105th in the country on the offensive side. And so in a game from Tech that we're talking about building on the momentum of the UTEP game, North Texas – like you've said a few times, is trying to build on the momentum, or I don't think you've used the word momentum, but build on what you were able to do at FAU and continue it forward throughout conference play. And it seems like both these teams had missteps throughout the beginning part of the year. Techs were pretty great. Um, I know North Texas also, I mentioned earlier that UNLV loss is also not something you you love and neither is losing to SMU. You're hated basically in-town rival. But Both these teams had great weeks last week, and they both want to continue on what they were able to do last week. And it just, I think it comes down to, are these teams who they were last week, or is one of them a fluke?
1: That is the question. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we're about to move over to a player on this North Texas team that we should keep our eyes out on. Is there anything else we want to mention overall that we should be concerned about with North Texas?
3: Uh, The only thing I would say is, you know, our defense, uh, you know, a lot like a lot of others in the country just playing with a lot of transfers and you know I guess looking at the glass half full um seeing how they played against FAU maybe you know if they are starting to mesh and you know the defense is starting to hit their stride then I would say if that is the case then maybe you should be concerned about not being able to get the offensive um side of the ball going
1: and I know that we don't have it mentioned with the office and offense and defense but when I was looking at the stats um in special teams, it looks like you guys have a kicker that's pretty freaking good.
3: Yeah, Money Mooney. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. If you only have so Baby I, Barnes,
0: you really you need, need an alliterative kicking nickname. Bro, you really have do. To be in Conference USA,
1: like in Buck Buchanan. I mean, come on, let's yeah. go. And that's just his good name,
2: Buck Buchanan.
0: It's
1: still an alliteration.
0: Yeah, let's let's go to players to watch in this North Texas game, though. I mean, you can always watch out for the kickers, but is there someone else on this team? Um, so Noah, you want to go first that we should really keep our eyes on?
3: I would say offensively are, you know, running backs, two of them to be specific and Oscar Attaway, Andy Keiko Ragsdale. They're, um, both really effective as well as, uh, you know, IO day, which kind of like our speed back, I guess. But I would say if either one of them get, um, get some momentum, they, they kind of, you know, feed off of that and. Um, you know, that that's a lot a lot of success that North Texas has is through their run game, which sets up the passes for Ani. So if that could happen, I would say watch out for those two guys. And then defensively, uh, you know, there's a, there's a few, but I'm just gonna go with kind of the quote unquote no brainer um, in KD Davis. He's he's a tackling machine. I you was know, a preseason all American and you know he's he's just he's he's playing out thinking this is his fifth year playing. Because of that COVID year, so just ton of experience, um, the leader of the defense, and if he can, if he can have a big game. That could be, um, you know, something to look out for you guys as well.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll pick another defensive guy um, who's on my radar, and that's is it, Mason Richard. Yeah, Richards. Yes. Mazin Richards
1: uh, leads the team in sacks.
0: Yeah. yeah, two sacks. Second place. There's three people tied with one and a half, so he just barely holds that season record right now uh three tackles for loss which uh matches jordan brown for the year so far and the most uh most tackles so far this year i mean just a guy that it feels like tech always has these games where just some defensive player blows up against us and their name is being called all night and usually it's not even the other team's best player and i can see that being the case with richards
3: yeah i'm a big fan of Mason richards he um came from a d2 school really humble guy and yeah he's been producing on the football field um, but really, I'm a really big fan of him. So I, I hope he he continues to to build off the success that he's already experienced. Courtney, do you have a pick?
1: Yeah, I do. I'm also going with somebody on the defense. Um, Ridge Texada. Yeah, Tejada. Uh, yeah, yeah. He or Tejada. Probably, yeah, Tejada. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. How are you? I, I know I'm the worst. Uh, he really blew up against Florida Atlantic. He had um, he had four pass breakups. Two interceptions, one that was a pick six for a total of uh 118 yards. And I don't know, just from what I saw, like looking through the stats, looking through the social media, it really seemed like he was, uh he kind of blew up against FAU. So if he's like driving that same kind of energy against Tech, he's going to be one that we really need to look out for, especially with those, uh interceptions and the pick six.
0: Also, his name is Ridge. It's a great <laughs> name.
1: <laughs> it's for, such a Texas a sounding name.
2: Yeah. Uh. I guess that means that leads that I you. have a, a player to pick uh, to watch out for. So I'm only picking this guy because of his recent uh, excellence against FAU. I'm not going to pronounce his name right, so uh, I'm just going to say Jair Shorter. Pretty close, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: He was yeah. he was really good too. He uh,
2: had I have the game log right here. He only had three receptions against FAU, but he had 52 yards and three touchdowns. So a lot of that must have came in the red zone, more likely within the 10 yard, uh, 10 yards to the goal line frame. But I'm going to pick that guy because, as we learned yesterday, when the Chiefs play the Raiders, you can still catch four touchdowns and only have 25 receiving yards. So uh, red zone threat is still pretty scary.
3: Yeah,
0: so one last thing to do. Let's do our predictions. Uh, Sonoy, would you like to go first and predict how this game will go?
3: Sure. I... um... I never predict North Texas to win because anytime I do they always lose. So I'm gonna go um uh, I'm gonna go thirty seven to thirty-two Louisiana Tech. Ooh.
2: Wow. Wait, what? What'd you pick? He picked tech. Right, but by how much?
3: Five points.
2: Five?
0: Yeah.
2: Five. What are the odds? Okay. We get I mean, a saf- we get a safety and a field goal in the last twenty five seconds. Right.
0: Right, yeah. Still kind of shocked at that prediction. Uh Matt, do you want to go next? I, I doubt you'll pick Tech to win by five.
2: Let's see. Well, we're a six and a half point underdog. Based on what I looked at, I think these teams are pretty well, pretty evenly matched. Tech's still kind of getting a lot of doubt from Vegas and others. Given the fact they started off so badly on the season, they get up in FCS, but did nothing against Mizzou, who has had a really weird up and down year where they're competing with Georgia, but look like dog crap against other schools. They competed with Auburn. I don't know that school's got issues, but Tech showed against UTEP that when they play the style of ball that can be promised, they're going to be a very good football team. I still think we're a year or two away from being elite, uh, but I do have Tech winning this game, and I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to
0: say uh, 31-27. Another close, close matchup predicted. Courtney, do you think that this one will come down to the wire as well?
1: Yeah, I think that this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be one of those games where one of these teams starts out hot and makes it look like it's going to get ugly and out of hand. But then as the game goes on, it kind of like evens out and we're on an even playing field ends up being um, a one-score loss, and I think that one-score loss is going to go to North Texas. Um, I also think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm going to go with the final score of 45-42 to Louisiana Tech.
0: Yeah, I also think it ends up in the 40s somewhere. I mean, these offenses are just too good when they're clicking, uh, and turn the the ball over enough. Yeah, the defenses are not great, and the offenses will turn the ball over to each other quite a bit, too, I think. And whether it's... It's uh, McNeil regressing to the mean a little bit or Austin Ony throwing a just question mark of a pass. Um, I think there'll be ample opportunities for both of these teams to play on short fields and get the ball in the end zone. I think that last week wasn't a fluke, but I think that the two times in that game where UTEP really built momentum and they weren't able to capitalize on it and take the lead. I think North Texas is good enough to do that. I think we jump out to a lead like we did against North Texas. Everything's firing all cylinders something happens a couple things don't go our way and i think that north texas is able to claw back into this game and end up winning by three 47 cool.
2: 44
1: wow why not just steal my whole prediction and flip wow. it
2: yeah damn why not <laughs> courtney and i have north texas losing nathan's being a party pooper and saying that La Tech's, La Tech's gonna lose
0: yeah and not just because i predicted they would lose last week and then they won um, let's go to the other predictions, the polls, what they have to say, because usually we do that part first. Massey gives Tech a 49% chance to win with a final score predicted of 35-34 to 34, North Texas. espn FPI, which has been pretty favorable for the Bulldogs so far this year, gives Tech a 40.6% chance to win. And I think like we said earlier... Vegas has the mean green favored by six and a half points and over under of around 70.5. So that's like 38 to 32 ish North Texas predicted there.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I'd be surprised if it wasn't.
0: So yeah. Sonoy. Uh, where can people find you on the internet?
3: On the internet, uh, just at Twitter, just or or wherever. I guess at Walmart yeah, or yeah. something too. <laughs> or that's my, what you my like. Physical, <laughs> <my> physical address. <laughs> what is your address?
0: Docs yourself.
3: Do Credit it. Credit
1: card and social yeah. security number, please.
3: Uh, you know, on Twitter, it's just at Mean Green Show, and then on YouTube, it's just the Mean Green Show, and that's where I have um, characters like Matt on to come and uh, sing the blues. Yeah,
0: Matt's
2: very good at that. People
3: come to take screenshots of being posted in forums.
2: <laughs> Real cool.
0: I mean, that's why we all do this, right? Just to piss off Sunbelt
2: fans. Always. Yeah. Can't wait to anyway. join their conference in two years.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, thanks Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah,
1: thank you guys for having
3: me. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah. And so that brings us to the tweet of the week. All right. Yeah. So in this week's tweet of the week, I'm cheating a bit and giving it to the two other people on this call right now for some excellent screen grabs from this game's broadcast. Like we talked about on Twitter, a bunch of us were over in California watching Evan get married. Hence why he's not on the show right now. He's doing a mini honeymoon, I think. And so instead, both of these screen grabs are just great. Courtney, you tweeted out the one of Sonny Comby celebrating after winning the game, arms up in the air, uh, just screaming to the heavens, I guess. And then Matt the dumbfounded guy when UTEP was making their comeback early in the fourth <laughs> quarter, of just yeah. staring at the camera. It, it, it's a screen grab, so it's hard to tell what exactly is going on. But he just looks lost, like He's he imagined the life. tech was. Yeah,
2: it it was worth the ESPN Plus subscription for that alone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> if uh
2: to be able to screenshot that.
1: Yeah, see, we had to pick up the slack for the guys that couldn't be watching the game.
0: Yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can do the contest every week where you pick uh, the answer to some questions about how you think this week's game will go, who tech plays. You can also do the fantasy challenge, gtpdd.dog slash fantasy, where you can pick five players, pick your roster, you have $15 to spend, and see who can score the most points. You can also go to the shop, gtpdd.dog/shop, where you can buy this month's shirt of the month, the Grantland Rice Bowl National Championship shirt from 1972. It's a good throwback, good old timey shirt. Maybe I don't know. Whatever it is, you should get it. It's also available in a sweater, a sweatshirt, if that's what your speed is. Again, that's gtpdd.dog/shop.
1: Yeah, it's the left field version of tech shirt.
0: Instead of home field? Is that?
1: Yes. This has been the ongoing joke. Yeah. You know this. That's
2: unfortunate.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, I'm Nathan.
2: I'm Matt. I'm Courtney.
0: And go tech. Please don't die.
2: edit that out my sister will murder me in my sleep if she knows i said that to people (laughs) (laughs) what is that
1: listen to the podcast
2: no she doesn't (laughs) know i do this one way to find out every time i every time she facetimes me she says flip the camera bitch because she just wants to see my child